up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Doing great after uh, another Eagles victory here. Only unbeaten team left in the league. 6-0 and yeah, yeah. at the bye week, too. Very true. Um, I think, what was it, like two weeks ago, I think I had said the Eagles had, or I don't think I, I said it to you, not on the podcast, the Eagles had uh, the easiest schedule, I think, rest of the year? Yeah, division-wise, that ring a bell? they're playing, well, the divisions they're playing, and then, you know, not coming in uh, first place, like the Cowboys didn't help them not, you know, get a really tough schedule, but... I think record-wise, that might be changing just based on how many how good the Giants and Cowboys have been as well. But it looks like the rest yeah, of the so, schedule opens up. Yeah, looking um, Pittsburgh week eight. Mm-hmm. You never really know what you're going to get out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I mean that defense assume, played really well this weekend. Um, yeah, after yeah. Being pretty bad the first few weeks. Yeah, so hard to say there. Um, Houston will be a win. Washington will be a win. Uh, Indy's another team like you assume win, but you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah, who's who's um, healthy there at the time. Green Bay looks bad, but that's week 12. Maybe Far they have figured away. it out by then. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, probably a win. Um, Giants, week 14. Are they still good? Who knows? But right now, yeah, that looks competitive. Mm-hmm. Chicago should be a win. Dallas will be tough. Um, New Orleans after that, uh, probably a win. But, I mean, they will have their wide receivers back by then. Yeah. Um, and then the Giants again. So, uh, yeah, definitely one of the easier schedules. But plenty of, you know. Bumps along the the way here, yeah, and you ne- you never know what's going to happen, right? You know that, and I think that's a lot of times why I've heard you know a lot of teams say that they'd prefer to get the quote unquote easier games uh, earlier on the schedule because you know a lot of times teams that you expect to be good you know don't end up being good toward the end of the season. Teams that are bad, you know, maybe you're playing younger players and a little more, um, you know, more competitive. So. I've definitely heard kind of you know, a lot of people say they'd prefer to be, have the schedule kind of front loaded with easier games. Um, get yourself on a roll, but then you know get those easy games out of the way while they are still easy, and, and maybe have the harder games still later because you never know what happens with injuries. Yeah, hundred percent. And you do want some tough ones along the way. You don't want to get into the playoffs. Coast. I think that happened. To Eagles. Maybe the first year we worked together, I remember everyone being hyped for the Eagles for the playoffs. And I looked at their schedules. You guys have beaten one good team mm. in the past like 10 weeks. And then sure enough, they went to the playoffs lost the first week. Yeah, it was like 13 um, so, or 14 probably. 2013, yeah, something like that. Um, so you, you want some tough games to, to measure yourself. You don't want to go to the playoffs, face a you know a 49ers team or something like that. And yeah. punch the mouth. See, so yeah, very interesting. Um, so yeah, good news for Will. Um, yeah, but bad bad news on the fantasy front because we had a handful of injuries this week, didn't we? Handful of injuries, and, and it's the first full bye week, so I think we're definitely noticing, uh, uh, you know, whether it was a, a down week for scoring, but also you know taking out some key teams and key players uh, that added to it. But we def- it definitely seemed like a lot of injuries, and it seemed like a down week in scoring. Yeah, and the uh, the bye weeks continue when you have. Uh, just looking at the teams, uh, Diggs, AJ Brown, uh, Jefferson, Cup, all on by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of other players on those teams, but uh, there's you know four of your top wide receivers in the league on bye week. Um, it's going to create a need for sure. Uh, so we're looking. You ready to jump right into uh, running backs here? Yeah, yeah. We'll just kind of shout out bye weeks here coming up. Uh, we got the Bills, Eagles, Vikings, and Rams. So quite a few fancy assets that people are using and starting that will be on by this week. 
Uh, and our Thursday night matchup is the Saints and the Cardinals. So keep an eye out for that, um, for any injuries or, you know, things that you need to decide on earlier on. Yep, 100%. So let's go ahead, uh, Will, jump right into it. Running backs, not a ton to talk about. Yeah, it really wasn't. I think that was really the one that was really down. The receivers, you know, there were still a lot some scoring, but running backs looking through that just did not seem like the week that you're used to seeing when it comes to run, the amount of running backs and the, the scores that are put up. Yeah, so to knock two of them off right off the bat, um, we had Kenyon Drake with a big week, um, only rostered in 5% of leagues. Um, but we don't know what's going on with Dobbins. Um, Gus Edwards is due to return at some mm-hmm. point here. Um, I think Justice Hill as well, although I'm not really that concerned about him. We haven't seen too much about him, but um, it looks like Drake would be the big winner, but you don't know who else is coming back. Like maybe you get a week out of him. Maybe you get absolutely nothing out of him. Do you think he's worth bidding on? Probably would prefer to bid on Edwards over Drake. I mean, both are low owned, um, 15% rostered for Edwards and 5% for Drake. So I wouldn't mind putting, you know, bidding on both, especially with Dobbins getting, uh, you know, getting injured. I believe it's another knee injury. Um, I don't think there's, you know, word on the the severity, but people think it could be a few weeks. So I think it's definitely wide open as to who would be the guy. I mean, I, you know, maybe it's Drake for another week, but I think when Clyde comes, or I'm sorry, once Gus comes back, uh, I think he, you know, eventually will take over. So I would lean. You know, throwing more fab toward Gus Edwards. What about you? Same. And I think you could probably get him cheaper right now. Um, you know, depending on your pocket, like some podcasts are, are throwing his name out there, but he hasn't played all year. Uh, you know, there's definitely people in your league that have forgotten about him um, where Drake just popped off. So, you know, he's that slide under your radar, you know, potentially throw a few bucks and end up getting him. Um, know your league. Maybe not, but yeah, that would probably be my bet as well between the two. Yeah, a couple other options here. We've got Mark Ingram, 28, 23% rostered. Rashad White, 34% rostered. And then uh, Dan Jackson, 43% rostered. Did get injured, um, but had a really good game. So we'll see what his injury severity looks like. Any of those interests you see? Uh, um, not particularly, um, you know, Ingram, he's a fine handcuff. If Camara goes down and we'll get some uses while the wide receivers are gone, he's got, got to use someone on the team. Um, but as they start coming back, you know, not super interested. Um, Rashad White's a good handcuff, uh, but his, his usage or handcuff, or, you know, if you, if you don't have Fournette, just a gamble on, you know, Fournette going down, um, but his usage isn't anything you know, worthy of a start. Um, Jackson clearly has been, um, but we don't know about the injury and you got to assume Jonathan Taylor will be back this week. You know, they were thinking he could be back the first week. I can't see him missing three. Um, but uh, if Jackson's playing and, and JT is not, then that's a huge win against Tennessee. Like that would probably be the bet. I just don't know. It would be hard to put a, a decent fab offer on him and then maybe never get him again for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at just this week, it's probably Drake. Um, but as you mentioned with those three, I think all three of those are excellent handcuffs to have for your player. Or if you have the open roster spot, even if you don't have that running back that's ahead of them, all three of those guys seem like they would be because they would be in line to get the line share of the work should the running back ahead of them be be injured. One thing I think 
you know, for us, we have JT in uh, Dynasty League and, and, you know, didn't get Jackson. He'd be someone I'd be interested in keeping an eye on to see if he is cut when he's, you know, because he's injured, because I think he could be, you know, the handcuff that I think everyone was trying to figure out who would be the Indianapolis handcuff. Yeah, 100%. He's earned that role, I'm sure. Um, not that, you know, if Hines was playing, he'd, he'd still be siphoning off the pass catching work, I'm sure. Um, but as far as a like, pure running back, yeah, I think he's earned that role. Exactly. And and we'll see how long Hines is out with the concussion. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Mm-hmm. Especially with the new protocol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was what last Thursday. So didn't play this week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to uh, wait and see, I guess. Um, that's about it for running backs, right? Yeah, really not too much out there. I mean, you know, there's other guys that are rostered more heavily. You know, maybe your Mike Boone. We'll see what he does tonight. Latavius Murray, another guy plays uh, here tonight in Denver. So both of those guys, depending on how they do, probably could have some, you know, potential add value, uh, you know, here come waivers on Tuesday. But, you know, as we're recording here, we won't have too much insights on that. So keep an eye on, you know, how the carries are split up there in Denver. Yep. Agreed. Uh, taking a look at the, uh, wide receivers here, will, uh, got a nice little list. Um, if you don't mind, I think Arizona was a, a good spot to start. Yeah. Got Hollywood maybe down for the entire year. Um, got right on Rondell Moore out there. Um, 46% rostered and maybe the return of, uh, Greg Dortch. Uh, 5% rostered, interested in either of those to help fill that role. They added Robbie Anderson. Well, what do you think of that whole situation? Yeah, I think, I don't I don't know which one I'd want to play here this week, right? And I think really any of them you could roll the dice on. I think Robbie is the most interesting from a long-term perspective because I feel like he would fit that role that Hollywood was playing, yeah, um, especially agreed. with... You know, you have Hopkins coming back. He's going to take over a lot of that intermediate. And he could still go downfield, but like more of the bigger body receiver. Um, that I'm sure he would have maybe siphoned a little bit away from Hollywood as, as Hollywood was kind of all over the field. But the deep threat portion of the Hollywood's game, I think Robbie would really fill in for well. Um, I think Dorch is interesting. You know, I probably will put him at the you know end of my waiver list, you know, in a lot of leagues. Just Get him on the roster, throw him on the bench for the week, see how he looks. You know, maybe they roll him right back in without Hollywood there and with targets available. Um, but he's someone I would be interested in. Rondell Moore, it's just so inconsistent. They use him so much around the line of scrimmage. It just, I mean, obviously the highest roster percentage here at 46. So not a bad option, but it's just not, not someone I've ever been truly interested in. What are your thoughts on these three? Um, I'm really not interested in any of them. Um, but, you know, I'm not that interested in more. We just haven't seen enough for me to rely on him. Um, and his role is just different from Hollywood. So I don't think it's going to matter. Um, like you had said, I, I do think Anderson probably fills the Hollywood route better. Um, but you know, by the time he learns the playbook and, you know, establishes a rapport, mm. it's going to be the end of the season. Could like, take you, some time. you see, yeah, you see wide receivers go to new teams in the offseason and that first year is down. So like midseason, I'm I'm really not expecting anything. Um but the opportunity's there. And then Dorch, you know, I think he is just the Rondell Moore replacement. Where if Rondell went down, then Dorch would probably be pretty good, but I don't I don't think he's gonna fill the, the Hollywood role. So I'm not really interested in any of them, 
which is crazy to say. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, um, going to another team that we've got a couple here on. Uh, we've got the Lions. Josh Reynolds, thirty-two percent rostered, um, and, and Jameson Williams also thirty-two percent rostered. Both coming off the bye weeks, so I think probably seeing more of an uptick in Williams because of getting closer to a return. Um, and Reynolds, you know, I'm sure a lot of people had to make some cuts for other starts, but he's played well. And, and the numbers that you see from from Reynolds have been have been definitely you know, definitely start, even startable, really. Um, any interest in, in Reynolds or Jameson Williams? Yeah, probably Reynolds. Um, a worrisome start this week against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe he's the benefactor if, you know, Amon Rock comes back and he's the one shut down, you know, maybe Reynolds gets, you know, more work. Um, Jamison Williams, a good play, but I don't, I haven't seen any news on him. Have you? No, nothing major. And they, they definitely want to slow play it. Um, you know, I think if you want to gamble on him, I don't know that the NFI tag here that Yahoo has him on allows you to put him on an IR. If your team doesn't, if your league has an IR, I'm sure if it does, I'm sure you, someone already has him there. But if if I think if you want to have a shot on him, you probably got to add him in the next couple of weeks because once you know rumors start popping up that he is oh a few weeks away, he'll be rostered in places, and he does have the upside to be you know a game changer, um, especially when fully healthy. But it's just you don't know yet, so that's why I add him here. Is, is you know if he's someone you really want to you know be on that hill when the flag goes up. I think you're going to have to add him in the next few weeks, probably this week yeah. or next week. He's a good one. If you have an open spot, you're looking at waivers, you don't see anything, go ahead and grab him up and see maybe if news comes out later this week or, or next week, and then you're holding. Uh, if you can't afford to hold that spot, then you know you could be stuck holding him for four weeks or more like you don't know. Yeah. So I probably want to grab him in that instance if you're, you're fighting for your life. But um yeah, a good time to bring him up for sure. Mm. Yeah, and then the other team we have uh, kind of doubled up here. Um, two receivers here in Indianapolis that had a good week. Alec Pierce, who I think a lot of people hoped and expected. We saw him step up uh, you know, with a pretty good game here. Looks like he had 12.4 points here in, um, in half points. Three catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown, but seven targets is great. Uh, and then one Maybe unexpected, Paris Campbell came out and had a heck of a game. I believe he had 12 targets. He was like up there for the top target leader of the week. Yeah, well, 11. throw 56 passes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that they they got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 11 targets, um, 7 catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So do we believe in either of them? Do we want to add either of them? Uh, Campbell, only 2% rostered. Pierce, you know, up to 38 after the last week or two. Uh, definitely not adding Campbell. Like we've got years and years to say, you know, no. Um, but Pierce's look good for, you know, multiple weeks now. Uh, definitely worth an ad. I think if, you know, if Pittman were to go down long-term, I think Pierce is start worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd be definitely interested there. How about you? Yeah, I think he's someone I, I did add in at least one league and, you know, it's good to see him get injured or get, um, get used and worked in again. Uh, I think he had the game winning touchdown, I believe. So, the the stat line, you know, they scored very, very close to the end. Like it, it was kind of like a heave almost. I'm going to say it was like 30, 40 yards um, with almost time expiring. 
So his day was not looking great prior to that touchdown, uh, but did salvage it there with a, a you know big crucial touchdown. We got some other people on the list here. Will anyone you are uh, interested in here? Yeah, I'll call out Wanda Robinson, somebody I think a lot of a lot of the fantasy community was clamoring to add last week, and he you know you know played well uh, well enough. I think it's his first week back, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, definitely was involved. Let me see target count here. Looking at four targets, three catches, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. So you'd like to see the you know target count and, and the catches go up a little bit. But first week back, um, I think it's promising to see that Gallup fifty percent roster is someone I think that definitely needs to go up, especially with the chance of Dak coming back soon. Um, you know, didn't play great against the Eagles, so maybe that'll you know keep him available. Um, maybe you know won't have his Fab be really high, but he's someone that I'd be looking to add um, and stash here because in, in the coming weeks, you know, maybe two, three weeks from now, we could you know, be very happy with throwing him in the flex with a Dallas offense that's moving a little bit more. Yep, 100%. Agreed on uh, both fronts there. Yeah, and then I guess one more just to touch on because they had a really good game. Chase Claypool, uh, Steve, any any interest there? We believe in that he is uh, you know back. Not really, no. Um, yeah, I would need to see multiple weeks. I think uh, the team, the offense isn't good enough to support two-plus people. Um, so I feel like it's just going to bounce around. Like Deontay Johnson's probably going to be pretty stable. Um, I don't know if you know what the blow-up games would be <clears> like, but he's probably stable. And then Claypool will have a week. Frymuth have a week. No one will have a week. You know, Pickens might have a week. I think it's just going to bounce around. So if you want to roster him as like a, you know, a I need a, a flyer on a guy, then in the right matchup, sure. But but no one I'm going to add mm. the hope to rely on really. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. Forty-one percent rostered. So I'm sure that's kind of has been on the way down and. That may spike back up after a big week here. Um, but seven targets, caught all of them for 96 yards and a touchdown. Also had an eight-yard carry. Um, coming off of, I think, seven targets week before, nine targets week before, five catches, 50 yards. So, you know, he's been decent. Um, but as you said, the, yeah, the team, the offense just hasn't been great. Um, I believe Pickett sustained a concussion, so it looks like we're going to be going back to Mitch Trubisky at least for a week. Um, so, yeah, just... You know, maybe a deeper league ad uh, stash, but not someone that I'd be looking to start this week. Perfect. Uh, looking at our tight ends here, Will. Never a uh, a great place to go, um, but we are seeing uh, you know some work out of uh, Tunyon, um, Bellinger. Do they top your list? Or yeah, I think Tunyon's got to be the top one here. He had a good game. I think it could have been better, but you know, twelve targets. 10 catches, 90 yards. Um, I think he just missed a touchdown. So, like, you know, that could have been a huge week. But when you're seeing 12 targets, I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. Now, he hasn't hit that mark. I think he's only been over six targets once this year before it. So, you hope it's not a mirage. But, you know, with Randall Cobb getting injured, you know, we'll keep an eye out on this, you know, the severity of that. Um, he, you know, could be a big benefactor in a team that's looking for weapons, um, you know, looking for consistency when it comes to the weapons they have. Yeah, agreed. Um, definitely, at least partially reliant on, you know, Cobb's return for Tunyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's out, then Tunyon's great. Um, if he's playing, you know, Tunyon could still be good. 
Um, so yeah, he's top of my list. Um, Bellinger's pretty fine too, you know, as long as all the weapons are gone, you know, we, we talked about Wandell and his <clears> return <throat> and, you know, get step in that role. Eventually in theory, Tony can return, <laughs> you know, once <clears throat> we get, you know, like those two back, you know, I, I'd imagine Bellinger starts flying off, but until then he's a decent guy. You can probably grab up for cheap and just toss in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're looking at Kasiki and Ingram and some other ones here. Um, both are kind of like, you're going to miss, you know, Kasiki had a huge day, but I don't think he's seen near that many targets all year. Um, you know, Ingram has been, you know, a little bit more consistent, but I don't think we've really seen as many boom games. Um, Kate Otten, someone I'm interested in keeping an eye on, especially with Cam Brate, fortunately going down with another concussion. May see him out for a while. Obviously, no Gronk. Um, the Kyle Rudolph, I believe, was there for bits. They don't really have much else at the, in the tight end department. So he may be, you know, forced into it. And, and he's had, you know, three targets, two catches, 23 yards, but that was, you know, in probably only a half because he had majority of the game. Um, in which Cam Brate was the starter there. So interested to see, you know, what Kate Otten could do in a, in a rookie tight end there for Tampa Bay in, in more of an extended uh, usage. Yeah, agreed. I think he could definitely be pretty interesting. Um, a rookie, you know, your rookie tight ends tend not to uh, do a lot, but you're just taking a dart throw, mm-hmm. right? And if you're going to take a dart throw, you might as well take it on, you know, Tom Brady, who likes the tight end position. Yeah. And then uh, moving Back on to QBs here, got a couple streaming options, Steve, for you. Uh, we've got four. Any of these entice you? Jameis Winston will be going up against the Cardinals this week. Jimmy Garoppolo going up at home versus the Chiefs. Mariota is going to be in Cincinnati, and Matt Ryan coming off of uh, what fifty plus passes, going to be going at to Tennessee. Yeah, the two to remove immediately. You know, one would be Jameis. You know, whether he's even back or not, um, you could slot Dalton in there. He's still removing him. I just don't know what that situation is. Um, Mariota, I just—it's very hard to trust. You know, fourteen passes last week. Um, the week prior, he didn't do anything for fantasy. Um, so, or two weeks ago, I forget. Um, but uh, there's just not a lot there. So it comes down to Jimmy G and Matt Ryan. Um, I like Matt Ryan's matchup more against Tennessee. So I think I lean that way. Um, but you know, as always, maybe a nice shootout kind of game between San Francisco and Kansas city would be nice, but I think I'm going to lean on Ryan a bit over Jimmy G. What about you? Yeah, I think, I think I would, I'm see Mariota is interesting as well. I think he's played well. He's one, I think that I may put in there like kind of like in the Matt Ryan realm in the Jimmy G realm. Um, obviously tough matchup going to Cincinnati. Um, but I mean, he's got weapons, he's been able to utilize them. Um, so I think he might be the guy to be looking for, especially cause he's like the least, um, you know, the least owned or least rostered here. So I think you could get him, um, probably pretty cheap, you know, coming off of a big game, obviously had a rushing touchdown at 50 yards, but you know, that's kind of the hope that he's going to be able to provide some of that for you as well. And, Seems like they're trying to work in some of these passing weapons that they have that they haven't been. So he would be my favorite, actually, out of the bunch here, Mariota. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll move to the defensive streamers here, Will. Um, we got the Patriots versus Chicago. Uh, we have the Bengals versus Atlanta, the Jets at Denver, and the Broncos versus the Jets. 
Yeah, so that's an interesting Broncos versus Jets game. I mean, obviously, Jets defense has been playing well. Broncos offense is not, but there's a lot of weapons there. So I don't really know what I make of that. I think the Patriots is, you know, going to be the the one that I would look to first and foremost, but they're 64% rostered. So if you can get them, great. Probably not around. Broncos, 66% rostered, probably not around. Um, so, you know, Bengals and Jets, I think, are probably the top two streaming options here. Bengals at home versus Atlanta. Um, and the Jets on the road in Denver. I think those are probably the two that will you be that I like out of the you know all of the defenses really available under that sixty percent threshold. Yeah, and you know this is a, what it is when you got bye weeks. And, mm-hmm. You know, four teams are on bye, and if you're streaming defenses, it's kind of hard to to get some solid options here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd probably go with the Bengals. I'm with you. Like the Jets, the whole thing is interesting. Um, you can probably get the Jets for super cheap. But I don't trust, I can't trust them. So I'll stick with the Bengals, I guess. All right. So that about wraps it up here for our waiver show, Steve. Any other last things to touch on for the folks at home? No, that is about it. Uh, Tune in on Thursday for the start episode of the week. And until then, folks, trust your board.